Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast, the recruiting edition. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon. Shay, what what hat do you got on there? Finally came in. Oh, he's at, he's in the Founders Club. He is in the Founders Club, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news on the recruiting podcast. One of these days, we are going to have a, a live commitment on the show. I, I feel it. We got to get got to get in with one of these 2024s and. You know, no offense, Jordy. We got to we got to steal some of his thunder a little bit. I think on the commitment train. Well, then, do they get a hat if they commit on the podcast? A hundred percent. I think. It's I think we. I think we give them like a custom hat. We got to talk to our our swag crew and do like a, you know, Bengal Tiger commit hat. You could buy it's them. One of because subscribers could be committed to the the site, and then if you commit on the recruiting podcast, we we give you a hat. Yeah, it's like one of those, like a Disney World shirt or something. Like I committed on the Bengal Tiger podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Right, so we'll print the shirts. Shay, uh, somebody that, you know, we could reach out to if it gets to that point. And we want to lead off the podcast with this big time prospect, one of the best quarterbacks in the class of 2024, Julian Sayan, out of Carlsbad, California, came in to Baton Rouge for an unofficial visit, arrived Saturday morning in time to take in a day in Baton Rouge, left Saturday ap- or Sunday afternoon with his family. Uh, this was one of those kind of pseudo official visits. They crammed a lot in. Uh, they got a lot of uh, talking points across with him. They also you know, showed him the offense, of course, playing well in front of uh, LSU, New Mexico. Um, so, Shay, kind of walk us through what you heard on your end uh, from talking with Julian, talking with sources on his visit and how it went. Uh, and he wasn't the only big time quarterback on campus either. And we'll talk about that in a, in a few seconds. Yeah. I mean, things seem to have went well um, with quarterbacks more than any position, right, Billy, the dominoes drop a lot earlier. So he's only a junior in high school, but that's about when, you know, your junior year as a quarterback is when you start really taking things seriously. We've already seen the number one and number three quarterbacks in the country commit to different schools, Ohio state and Notre Dame. So It'll be, I think it'll be one of those things where the dominoes start to drop with Saiyan first more than others. And I think that's kind of why he's been under the microscope a little bit more than Lagway for LSU fans, because DJ Lagway, another top five quarterback who, like you said, we'll talk about in a second, was also on campus. He doesn't really have a decision date down, right? And Saiyan has been kind of on the record and and sticking to it about doing something in the fall. He had mentioned October multiple times. So we're almost there to the finish line in terms of what LSU was able to do, Billy, I think getting him to campus, like you said, squeezing what almost felt like an official visit into a 24 hour stay. So like him and his folks fly in and his quarterbacks coach fly in, they get from California to new Orleans, they get there, they drive over in a car uh, and then they're in Baton Rouge, basic, basically 24 hours, right? Like a couple hours before, or let's say from lunch to lunchtime, Saturday to Sunday. So you get to do everything with pregame. You get to go to the Tiger Walk, get to be on the sidelines. You get to, um, you know, kind of hang out, out around the team as the, the game gets towards kickoff. And then you watch it with the recruits. And they were kind of jamming stuff into everything, like the NIL meetings. Um, all of that kind of stuff took place Saturday to where Sunday they could turn around after the game and have him over in the football ops building when the team's there going through film, have him sit down with Mike Denbrock, the OC, and Joe Sloan, the quarterback's coach. And you'll hear Sloan's name a lot. He's kind of the guy who 
spearheads the quarterback recruitment uh, for LSU. So to have, I think they talked a lot of balls saying said that it was a lot of, here's how you fit. You know, we really want you kind of everything you would expect a team that's pressing for a kid to commit would do. And now we're at a kind of not a crossroads, but a point here where Billy, if, if he wants to decide in the next month, let's say, let's say three, four or five weeks, He's saying he wants to make a couple of more visits first. He's mentioned Bama and Georgia, but he doesn't have any dates locked in yet. Now, a visit to Georgia could come in early October, but Georgia's got other quarterbacks that are visiting in October. They don't seem to be in a rush to shut things down until they can fully evaluate everything. So I think for more reasons than not, everybody's kind of saying, hey, this one appears to be trending towards LSU. I don't have a pick in. You don't have a pick in, but Chad Simmons does, who's our national director of recruiting. And he's kind of felt like, hey, look, no matter what Georgia does, no matter what, you know, Bama or Michigan, whatever other schools have offered him or doing, LSU's clearly made him a priority and he's very interested. And that was enough for him to say, hey, look, if he's shutting it down here soon, I think LSU's entering that stretch as the team to beat. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, this is, you know, one of those prospects that, yeah, would really, solidify the quarterback room long term right they got ricky collins in the 2023 class he's kind of been up and down he's got a you know kind of a rough situation with with woodlawn's offensive line and things like that so you you don't really have a sense for how he's doing julian sands coming off a junior year or a uh, sophomore year that saw him complete 72 percent of his passes he's a number 16 overall prospect in the country number two quarterback nationally this year kind of completion percentage has, has dipped a little bit but still a very, very good quarterback pro- prospect. You are battling programs like Georgia. It really seems like an LSU-Georgia battle at this point, regardless of you know him wanting to maybe visit Bama. They've done all the right things in recruiting him really hard, making it known that he's the priority. He's the one that they want. Um, and I think this is one of those prospects that LSU just hopes that you know it pays off. I mean, think about this. Last spring, you know, in about – February, March, or whatever it was after that dead period ended, that 2023 class really started to heat up. Multiple quarterbacks visited. Well, now you've got the 2024 class that is already rolling through. Um, we saw Julian Sane visit over the summer. It, it just seems like maybe that's enough to get a guy like Julian Sane to go ahead and shut it down um, when he wants to, and you be the pick uh, for that live live podcast recording. I'll kind of run that back. Well, you know, the best part about that is that my dogs, multiple dogs are sitting in the room right now and have not barked, which is amazing to me. It's that that well, did not come out of my end, as you can see. The the Amazon guy showed think, up and my dog decided she to might be out. voice some displeasure. So we are a dog friendly show here, Billy. There's no reason to run that friendly. back. Everybody knows that their dogs are barking in the middle of random Zoom calls or whatever. Yep. So uh, what was I about to say? I was about to say, you know, Julian. Saying, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> it's not, I doubt that's happening. Yeah. Um, okay. So All we're right. on the same page. Yeah. Saying is the guy. I think LSU is the team to beat. I do know this. LSU does not have a silent commitment from them. Perfect. So it's not like they aren't recruiting. We'll talk about Lagway, but they're still recruiting a lot of quarterbacks. It's just very clear. The next quarterback dominant that drops looks like it'll be saying. And LSU's right there in the mix, if not out front. So that's kind of why he's dominated the discussion. Yep. And the other quarterback you mentioned, uh, shortly after, you know, we, well, Julian Sand had his visit for that weekend locked in for a long time. But 2024 four-star quarterback, DJ Lagway, 
somebody that we have as the number 18 overall prospect in the country, number three quarterback nationally at on three, DJ Lagway out of Willis, Texas said, you know what, I'm going to come over too uh, and check out LSU. So, of course, there's tons of discussion about that on thebengaltiger.com, on our message boards, which, by the way, if you haven't subscribed, still a dollar for a year and you get that lovely Founders Club hat that Shay Dixon has on right now. He said, I'm going to go check out LSU. It works out on the schedule. Um, this one is a little bit more murkier as far as maybe who the leader is um, or who has the momentum. But he did check out LSU. His mom made a great post on Facebook just about how much she enjoyed, you know, and enjoys DJ getting a chance to be around uh, environments like that and people like that uh, that are at LSU. So it seems like a good weekend, but I think we're all in agreement. Julian Sane is the guy that has the momentum right now to, to potentially jump in LSU's class, while Lagway seems like somebody who's farther out from a decision and LSU still has some work to do. Yeah, I would – and this is why you pay to be a member of the Bengal Tiger or listen to the podcast because Billy's willing to work the mom Facebook pages to get you the scoop you need. Billy, that was impressive stuff by you. I would have never known that his mom had a Facebook page, let alone think that that's where she was posting in-depth reviews of it. So good job. I'm proud. We had a dog leave the room. They've given up on you, Billy, after they heard that one. Yeah. Um, no, look, I think lack – God. You see Lagway in person too, and you can see like, yeah, I, you know, I believe that every baseball school in the country and football school in the country is offering him. It's rare to play both sports. I was talking about this with somebody earlier. Like what player has been a quarterback, but also played college? Like Jameis Winston did at Florida State. But Kyler Murray. If you're just like Kyler Murray. If you're thinking about a guy like Lagway, he fits that bill. Like he's trying to be, and he's talented enough to be a big time SEC or big time college football starter and also play high level college baseball. So he's got an offer from Jay Johnson. He's visited a bunch already, uh, an offer from LSU football, obviously. Um, but as you noted, it's murky just because like a, he's from Texas, A&M's all over him. They've obviously got a nice baseball program as well. Florida's all over him. They fit the same bill, LSU. So I think there's a lot of teams out there that he's kind of still feeling out to, to see where he fits in. And really only, uh, like we said, two quarterback dominoes kind of really have dropped so far. So he doesn't have to be in a major rush to kind of grab his spot, if you will. He knows he's got options. Uh, I don't think that one ends like in the coming month or two. So uh, I still feel like Saiyan will dominate the LSU discussion. Uh, and if Saiyan goes elsewhere, then a lot of the focus for LSU will turn to guys like DJ Lagway. Not that it's not already there, but Lagway is not about to announce. Um, so I think that's kind of why we we're kind of keeping an eye on both still. I would say just let's keep continue to keep an eye on Lagway and others, because as we said, we don't know for sure if Saiyan's in the boat. We know that these next few weeks are going to be huge. We know it was great that he visited. Uh, we know LSU might be leading, but if he ends up at Georgia or going to BAM or something like that on a visit, things could get shaky again. So we'll see. I, I'm, I was in the camp when everyone thought, why are you bringing two big guys in on the same weekend? Why not? You don't say no because you don't have a commitment from anyone. So I think that was the right move. And you take yourself out of it if you count your chickens before your hatch and say they hatch and say, you know what, DJ, like we respect you wanting to come in, but you know, we're we're all in on Julian saying because when I caught up with DJ Lagway, he said Brian Kelly told him, You're the guy. You're the guy I want, which I guess if you've got 
two to three quarterbacks you're really pressing for, and, and these are the main two it really seems like right now, you got to be telling him that. So you got to welcome him with open arms. He's got a top 10 of USC, Bama, Georgia, LSU, Florida, Texas A&M, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Clemson, and Baylor. Seems like he's a good bit of a ways out from a decision, like you said. So we'll continue to monitor DJ Lagway. Really impressive prospect on the hoof, like you said, Shay. Um, and, you know, has the multi-sport profile and all those things uh, to really back it up. You know, a couple of uh, another pair, we could say, of prospects that are big ones in the class of 2024 for LSU that were on campus. Charleston Collins, four-star prospect out of Arkansas, an edge rusher. And then Collage Cobbins came over. Uh, everybody likes to call him Tut from Destrehan High School in Louisiana, another four-star edge rusher. Those two guys were back on campus. Yet another time for Collage to come in. Collins earned his offer at camp this summer. Um, both of those guys are really trending in the right way for LSU. I'm not ready to say Collins is going to jump on board, but Collage uh, Cobbins certainly is a prospect that LSU has to feel good about right now. Uh, they just continue to kind of chip away at some of these top targets coming from all over to, to check out games and get on campus. Um, obviously, the Tennessee game kind of took a hit with that 11 a.m. kick, but I still expect guys like uh, you know, to, to make it over for multiple games this year um, and, and then continue to kind of chip away and be in a really good spot for him, especially. Yeah, this is one of those things where you're benefiting LSU as a program from your position coaches already having kind of all their ducks in a row with the current class. And what I mean by that is, for instance, at quarterback, we just talked about two juniors in high school, two of the top five quarterbacks in the country coming in and Joe Sloan being and Mike Denbrock, both the quarterback's coach and OC, being able to give them the full focus. Well, that's because Ricky Collins is already committed. They're not taking multiple quarterbacks this class. They've got Ricky. They can shift the focus to next year. It's no different for Jamar Kane, LSU's D-line coach, who in the span from June to, you know, now it was really the span of about a month, put together a four-man D-line class where he's still working on a few guys out there in the current class. But D-line speaking, when you're always going to take four, five, six guys, he's the bulk of that class is done. And we even saw the guys sitting at the top, Deshaun Womack, who we moved all the way up, not me and you, Billy, we don't work on the rankings team, but on three moved up uh, into the top 30 players in the country. That puts him within five-star range. Once the rankings expand to 32 five-stars, uh, he said that other schools are trying to come after him, but he's hundred percent locked in. LSU has nothing to worry about. So it seems Kane's done a good job of locking that group up to where he can turn the focus and say, okay, Charleston Collins, you know, Charleston Collins coming out of Arkansas um, or work on in-state guys, like you mentioned, Cobbins, who we both think LSU sit in a good spot for. And we have an article up on the site where Charleston Collins recaps his uh, visit. And I think it's a good one uh, to read because it gives some insight kind of into how Kelly and the coaches and the personnel staff sort of all operate and how they've done well, not just with in-state kids, but maybe notably out-of-state kids getting them in, convincing the parents and the kids that, hey, this is the right spot for you. It's a family feel, and this is the foundation we're building. And Collins said that, look, I'm not going to compare it to other schools, and I've been on a lot of other trips, but when I sat down with Kelly and Coach Kane in my kind of exit meeting on Sunday, it was not as much about football as it was about my academics, you know, becoming turning from a you know a high school player into a man and leaving with a degree and all these different things and 
I know people will hear that and say, that's great and all, but we need five stars. Well, you know, or, you know, we need elite players. Well, he's an elite player. Well, you know, these kids care, care more about NIL deals and, you know, fast cars than they do about development or graduating. That's not true, actually, probably in the case of a lot of these kids. And it's 100% not true. Well, 95% probably not true for parents. And when these parents get around this staff, they see how much the balance of, again, academics, football, personal life, everything kind of goes into building them into the student athlete. And as Kelly says, graduating champions. And I don't think that's about like turning LSU into Notre Dame. Like they're not going to be some academic institution with extremely high standards and all that. It's about, hey, look, if we can get kids in in who buy into going to class, getting good grades, not getting in trouble off the field uh, and committing to the program, you suddenly are going through a season without you're starting running back on academic suspension for the year or guys missing every other week because they failed a drug test or whatever it might be. Like you start to cut down on a lot of that. Uh, and I think that's what they're trying to do, kind of weeding things out from the start. Now, I'm not saying I'm not using John Emery as an example. I actually think that his academic thing uh, was completely overblown by the NCAA. But you get my point, right, is that I think they're trying to set a foundation from the start where everyone's on the same page, the kid, the parent, the staff, the personnel department. Of, this is how we're doing things here. If you want in, we want you. If not, then it's just not going to be a good fit. And they're sitting with two top 10 classes right now for this year and next year. So you can't really complain about the approach yet. Yeah, you're right. And I, just as an aside, I saw Charleston College this summer at, the, at a LSU camp where he earned his offer. And, you know, one of the better guys off the edge that we saw probably, I mean, honestly, all summer at LSU camp, he was probably the best um, unless somebody's escaping my mind right, right now. But um, really talented kind of on the shorter side, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Josh uh, Pascal uh, at Kentucky. So a guy, um, you know, Matt House is kind of familiar with, um, you know, I, I know Jamar Kane likes the length, likes the um, kind of really freaky looking guys out there on the defensive line. But um, the way Charleston Collins got after a really talented bunch of tackles, I think Ashton Funk was in there, who's a four star in 2024. Um, a couple of big names out of Georgia um, were playing tackle as well. So, you know, Charleston Collins had had, you know, a little bit of a little bit of, uh, you know, that shorter side to him uh, in his game that really could develop nicely. Yeah, I laughed at I was doing some research before I talked to Charleston on the phone last night uh, and had read your article from summer camp. And he said that they don't it's like in summer camp, like what we're talking about. It's just like one on ones or some like team drills and they're not like pads or anything. And he was like, yeah, he's like, I had kind of turned up to the point where Coach Kane told me I needed to chill out because I was like going way too hard on these guys. And he was like, bro, they're not in pads. We're kind of just going through the motions out here. Like, we get it. You're good. You got an offer. But just let, lay off the full speed stuff for a second. So, yeah, he, I think. He, uh, he had the visor going, too. So he looked like a bad dude out there. So uh, really talented, talented guy LSU's after. Uh, no question about it there couple quick hitters for you guys before we maybe move on to a little bit of hoops. Um, three new offers that I really noticed across the last week or so. We'll lead off the first one. LSU entered the mix for 2025 four-star USC commit Jet White. Uh, automatically a five-star with his name, um, but one of the best corners in the country out of California. LSU liked that they saw enough to go ahead and enter the mix. He's a top 50 overall prospect on the on-three consensus number seven cornerback nationally. He's got offers from all over. His recruitment still probably 
let's just say, getting going, even though he's got an early pledge to USC, which he made all the way back in September 2021. So made that uh, during his freshman year. Pretty insane. Um, but the two pressing ones that I would say LSU dished out, and we'll keep it in the defensive backfield uh, with Isaac Smith uh, out of Fulton, Mississippi, uh, picked up an offer from Kerry Cooks, a pretty versatile safety, could play a little linebacker, could play a little nickel. Um, and his senior tape so far in the class of 2023 really standing out. Um, he's an on 300 guy. He's uh, in the top 200 on the consensus. It's clear LSU is continuing to evaluate guys based on that senior film. We discussed it a couple weeks ago on the podcast in terms of Louisiana, um, but a guy in a neighboring state uh, who played for the Louisiana bootleggers as well uh, picks up an offer and um, seems like a guy that you got to have squarely on the radar now in the secondary and, and you see what happens. Yeah, I mean, that the Isaac Smith one's notable because he's a senior, right? Like if you're offering kids – as seniors, that means you watch their senior film. You've already got 22 commits. So you're not just handing out new offers because, you know, like you would a 2025 kid, the jet wider. Like, you're not just doing it to get yourself in the mix. You're doing it because you think, okay, we're, we could take this kid. So keep an eye on him. What A&M, State, Ole Miss have all offered and are kind of in that mix. It's always tough to get a kid out of Mississippi who Ole Miss and State want. We know that and we've seen it. That's the same for everybody. Uh, whether it's Bama or Georgia or whomever trying to get in there. So, yeah, it'll be one to watch. And it's interesting. They are they have a lot of DBs right now, and they're still after more. And we know they're evaluating a lot of in-state guys. So I think that's just a position either that they're going to take a lot of, which is a need, or that could shake up some before signing day for one reason or another. Um, I don't know. I think that's going to be one to monitor, especially handing handing out new offers to seniors right now outside the state that aren't in like California, like a Mississippi kid. Like you don't flirt around with that. That's a real offer. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, completely notable. Marjavius Moss, Curly Reed guys uh, that are uh, among those macho Stevenson that are on the radar in Louisiana. I guess you go ahead and you offer Isaac Smith. Um, you get, you know, on the radar with him, see if you get him on campus for a visit, see, see if it's something that ends up being an official down the line. One that I really like though, and a guy that, on three has high above, uh, you know, a lot of the industry, an offer that went out to another senior in the state of Tennessee, Arian Carter out of Smyrna, Tennessee. On three has him as a four star outside of the on 300 number 27 linebacker nationally, a top 10 player in Tennessee rivals as him as a two star. Um, and, and I haven't seen some of the other, um, you know, services either rate him or it hasn't been updated on the industry comparison, but, 6'1", 210. Everyone's offering this kid. He's committed to Memphis. We've seen Alabama. Uh, I believe Georgia jumped in the mix. Um, going down his list, Florida, Oregon, Tennessee, USC, South Carolina, Michigan have all jumped on board uh, offering this Memphis commit and are now going to try to get him on campus for a visit. Um, he's kind of tough to get a hold of. Haven't really heard too much of a reaction, but Chad Simmons did catch up with him. Uh, from our national angle. And, you know, look, it's how you would expect almost at this point. It's kind of wide open. Uh, all these programs are coming into the mix. Uh, and it's because of his senior season and the way he's gotten off uh, to a tr tremendous start. Uh, he can play kind of all over. Uh, he's got speed. He plays running back. Uh, so he's got that, 
you know, both sides of the ball aspect, which stands out as far as the rankings perspective, um, obviously on threes based in Nashville. So we've got a good beat on some of these Tennessee kids that come up the boards uh, late in the process. But we'll see again, LSU going into Tennessee to offer a kid. They're on Jonathan backs out of New Orleans. They haven't offered yet, but reading the tea leaves, it kind of seems like, you know, it's just a matter of time before he gets one. So could they end up adding two more linebackers to this class? I think that'd be a great move. If you could get somebody like an Arian Carter and a Jonathan backs on board. Um, and, and then you call it a day. That would be a, a really, really nice trio with Whit Weeks, who is already well inside four-star range for on three as well. Backs is one I'm really watching. The Arian Carter kid's a beast. He picked up literally everybody the second his film hit. So I won't be shocked if he moves even higher. Like if that kid ends up being some like top 150 prospect, won't be surprising at all. And this is what we say about senior evals. They're the most important. This kid went from basically no offers to Bama, LSU, everybody in the span of like two weeks after he put his film up. So yeah, he's definitely one to watch. I just think backs in New Orleans makes sense for so many reasons. Uh, I know you're high on him. We've talked a lot about him. We've had a lot of updates on the site. So for me, like I said, with only weeks on board, they've got to have more linebackers. At some point, they're going to have to make a move on guys like that, at least guys like backs. I completely agree. Um, and we'll quickly switch over to hoops and don't want to give away some of our subscriber content. But all I'm going to say is four-star guard Wesley Yates set his decision date for next week, October 5th, 11.30 a.m. Central Time. On three, got told that he's going to go ahead and make that decision by him. We've got some notes on the side. I recommend you checking them out, see where LSU stands. The Tigers have been really pushing uh, for him. He's been a top target for Will Wade, a top target for Matt McMahon now. This whole staff has really been prioritizing him and trying to show him that, look, come on down to Baton Rouge. Um, and, you know, who knows? Maybe the stars are aligning. We'll be tracking that one for the next week. And then Cody Williams, four-star power forward uh, who checked out LSU over the weekend, brother of uh, NBA draft pick Jalen Williams. Cody Toppert's got a really good relationship there with him, uh, helped his brother out some, through some, some of the draft stuff from what I understand. So they're really tight, and he showed a lot of interest and wanted to officially visit last weekend. A little bit murky on that front as far as who's truly in the mix, but I will say LSU really knocked it out of the park, they feel like, uh, from what I've heard. So We'll kind of continue to monitor that one after a few official visits that, you know, happened and, and you haven't really heard too much buzz around. Maybe these, uh, you know, two are, are starting to be guys that, you know, could very well end up in Baton Rouge. Yeah, what? Still one commit, right? Corey Chest? Corey Chest and, you know, playing really well. Uh, they also hosted 2024 in-state forward Jeremiah Evans out of the Shreveport area this past weekend. He's the state's top ranked player so far. Uh, in the uh, junior class. So Matt McMahon continuing to, you know, at least turn over those stones in Louisiana, which he mentioned on uh, his press conference on Monday, which Matty B has a ton of notes from if you haven't checked it out on the site as well. Yeah, he's got the women's basketball scoop scoop as well. So all the scoop. We're rolling. Quick reminder, guys, dollar for the whole year. Base founder, founder's hat, not that exact one, of course, but a uh, similar version uh, heads your way as well when you subscribe. Be sure to uh, check that out. Take advantage. It won't last much longer. We've had a huge growth, over 1,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. We love all the support you guys have given us. It's been a blast. Um, and look, kind of a weekend off it, for the first time in forever, it really se seems like. 
um, for recruiting uh, with LSU heading to Auburn this weekend. So uh, we'll have to find some things to talk about next weekend, Shay. Next week. We'll figure it out. There's always yep. recruiting news. Never stops. All, always something, guys. We appreciate you guys listening to this edition of the podcast. Please subscribe wherever you catch your podcasts at and also subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's growing like crazy. Jump on board. Tons of videos, press conferences, all the podcasts and uh, recruit highlights as well. Uh, Peter Rauticus, our contributor, checked out Kai Prion uh, and has some exclusive highlights of his latest game uh, this past week. So check those out. Uh, appreciate all the love and support. We will catch you guys next time and appreciate you guys watching and listening. Have a good one.